0: Hi everyone and welcome to Holy Family Presents, a podcast by Holy Family Church in Syracuse, New York. In today's episode, our pastor, Father Mano, sits down with our newly hired Director of Youth Ministry and Evangelization, Nick Longo. We hope you enjoy today's episode and welcome to the family. Good evening, everyone.
1: It's Father Mano coming to you from Holy Family Church and This evening, I'm going to be joined by Nick Longo, our new youth minister uh, and director of evangelization. We hired him uh, not too long ago, and he's a native of Holy Family, and he brings a wealth of experience to youth ministry and also to evangelization, uh, most especially this digital evangelization, because we know as we go forward uh, during this pandemic and even post-pandemic, please God, uh, we know that we're going to do a lot of stuff online, uh, and a lot of stuff electronically you might say and so we need that expertise here at Holy Family Church so we're very excited that we were able to get Nick uh, to come back to Holy Family he was out on the West Coast uh, with his family doing youth ministry the same the same type of uh, program out there at a parish on the West Coast we'll let him say more about that but we're happy that he's coming back here to Holy Family so tonight I'm happy to welcome Nick Longo. So, Nick, thanks for setting all this up, and thanks yeah. for your willingness to come back to to Syracuse. God bless you.
0: Thanks, Father man. I'm I'm excited. It's been a great three years here out on the west coast working at the parish I've been at, St. John Evangelist Church out here in Vancouver, Washington. Um, it's right in the Portland, Oregon area of the Archdiocese of Seattle. It's really confusing uh, location to work in ministry, but. It's been great three years. Loved my time here. But, you know, growing up at Holy Family, you know, went through the Life Team programs, was involved with the EDGE programs. Um, it's kind of, I, I, I kind of pinched myself thinking about coming back um, and being able to give back to the pro- program that really gave me my start in ministry. Uh, tell us the story. I think it's a great story of how
1: you got involved in Life Team.
0: <laughs> yeah. So when I got involved with Life Teen, I was was always very, I love my mom. My mom's the best. My mom's probably watching right now. I love you, mom. How you doing? Um, So my mom, she always brought us to church. Uh, My grandma was a big supporter of me, also a prisoner, Rosemarie, and uh, would always bring us to church. And one day, we left 4 o'clock mass. We'd always go to the 4 o'clock Life team mass, but I was not participating. Um, and I w- didn't really participate in edge in middle school at all, but I was going into my freshman year and it was summertime and we left four o'clock mass we go home. And she says, all right, get your swim trunks on. We're going to go drive over to grandma's. Uh, it's right behind like Pete polar parlor area. And my mom kind of lives over near home Depot and she says, we're going swimming. And I said, this is great. So it was kind of like a day, like a day in Syracuse, 98 degrees out, you know, needed to go swimming. And so <laughs> I'm all excited. So I get ready, we get in the van, start driving down West Tennessee Street. And as we're driving down West Tennessee Street, she turns into the parking lot of Holy Family. And I'm like, what? This is not where grandma lives. What is going on? Like did grandma die? I was like scared. Um, She didn't, she's still alive, bless her. So uh, that was great, but I was still confused. Why am I here at Holy Family? And she said, you're not going swimming. You're actually gonna go to life teen for the first time. Um, And I was like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. And like I was that kid who was holding onto the door of like the car getting pulled out, getting thrown into, you know, school for the first day. But that's kind of how it felt. And so anyway, she makes me go down. I I listened. I went to life team for the first time and uh, (laughs) I went downstairs and I was late walking into a life night in my swim trunks. I had like, you know, I had a shirt on everything. It wasn't like I was ready to jump in the pool, but I (laughs) was. walking into life teen, you know, not at all. I will dress like others and everybody was holding a candle cause they were about to, uh, they were introducing all the new eighth graders into the ministry and that's something Mark Ranieri did at the time. And, uh, it was an interesting first, uh, first day as a life teen. That's for
1: sure. And the rest is history. Look at that. So now uh, yeah. full circle. I think that's, I think it's an awesome story. And, uh, yeah. I think the reality is, you know, your mom working probably with the Holy Spirit, brought you to Life Teen and it's taken off from there. So I think that's it's an impressive story. And like I said, we're happy to have you back uh, at Holy Family. Uh, tell me uh, your thoughts on youth ministry. What do you, what do you think are, are some of the great opportunities maybe for youth ministry? And then maybe some of the challenges, uh, probably especially during this time, you know, with the pandemic. You know, what do you think yeah. youth ministry might look like when you come here to Holy Family?
0: Yeah, so I, I when I look at youth ministry, I, I think there's like two camps of youth ministry. There are people who kind of do event-based youth ministry where it's kind of, it's built up and it's kind of about something that kind of looks cool. Um, yeah. And then there's youth ministry that's really personal and it's about building a relationship, not only with your community, but also with the Lord and especially with the Lord. Um, And so I I really would fall into that camp, although I love a great event and I could throw a great life teen event or XLT or wherever. I'm very pro those things. But I definitely think that youth ministry has got to focus on the relationship with Christ and the relationship with the community of of Holy Family for us. Right. Getting involved with the parish and making sure the teens can live not just as a life teen community, right, with their peers that they're growing up with, but that they're set up actually thrive in the parish. When they graduate from high school, they're not gonna live as a life-teener. They're gonna live as an adult in the community. And so really fostering a, a type of environment in youth ministry that allows them to develop their actual like skills as a human being, um, spiritually and mentally and emotionally so that they can just thrive as a community member of our parish um, to give back and serve the people in the community. So that's something I think is really important for youth ministry. And I think right now it's hard to be uh, personal and be about a relationship um, because we're doing social distancing um, and we're doing all the stuff that is, you know, comes with COVID-19, everything we're struggling through. But I think there's a great opportunity to to reach people where they're at because, I mean, if you just think about your day, how many times did you pick up this device or maybe you're watching right now on a smartphone or a smart TV or your laptop or whatever, this is something that is in people's day-to-day lives. And so being able to evangelize them online is really, really a great opportunity for the entire church. And that's something that I think I've really leaned into over the course of my uh, time in ministry. Um, And I think it's something that's really led to just a lot of good fruit for the churches I've been a part of. And I'm excited to be able to bring that here to Holy Family too.
1: You know, every Sunday I get a I get an alert from my phone telling me my usage for the week, and uh, I every time it comes up, and uh, I always it's always a joy to me when I see I've used it less one week than the week before. Uh, yep. A lot of times, though, it's always you know you've used it ten percent more, or twenty percent more. But I always love it when it says I've used it, used it less. But you're right. I think it's it's the way of the world today. I mean. Uh, people are turning to their electronic devices, whether it's your phone, your iPad, uh, your computer, your smart TV. And instead of like for a smart TV, instead of watching TV, we're usually streaming stuff. Uh, we're right. surfing, you know, maybe things like this, whatever it might be. I think it's just our reality. And uh, right. interesting to me is somebody said post-pandemic. You know, it's going to, we're going to be using this more. And I think the reality is pre-pandemic, we were using this technology. Yeah. And the church, the church has been in this technology. When I say the church, like, I think of people like Bishop Barron, who's so well known on YouTube and and social media and whatnot. But I think individually, you know, the individual parishes probably have not been uh, utilizing this type of technology, whether it's for youth ministry or for the parish at large. I just right. don't think we've, we've utilized this technology to the extent that we could. And, uh, and I think this is going to be a great benefit to us having somebody like you that we can turn to and say, you know, what is it that we can do? Or how can we bring programming uh, to people? You know, what kind of program might benefit our young people, uh, our elderly people? You know, how can we reach across kind of all age spectrums and, and right. offer something digitally for people? but going forward, we know this is going to be uh, a reality. I mean, it was a reality. It's even more a reality. Now it's going to be a reality. Uh, we've been talking, we've met already, and, and we've talked about uh, faith formation, you know, religious education. Uh, most of our will know, not everybody knows, but most of the people know that for the first part of the year, it'll all be done online. And, uh, right now in New York state, all the schools are looking at, you know, how are we going to do our, our teaching? Will it be done in person? Will it be done online? There's a lot of uh, questions to be answered, but uh, I think the reality is this is a a form and a format uh, where the church needs to be. And uh, thank God we can be
0: here now in in a, in a powerful way. So. Yeah. And I think it's really cool that (coughs) as, as social media has developed, you can see that it's more than just the distribution of content. It's really about building communities of people online, and it doesn't end there. I think I talked about this in my interview with you guys. You know, if we, we have all the content, you know, brought up Patricia Barron. he has been doing this for a long time, there's so much great Catholic content online that we can share and we can distribute on social media. But if we can actually connect with people, right? Christine here, Barlow here on this, uh, this on the comments right here, right? Like. These people here, Deborah, you know, we're talking with you, right? We have a relationship with these people. These are parishioners um, in our community. To be able to have relationship with them through this type of a medium is such a benefit to the church. Um, And you can continue to just do things like Zoom meetings and things like that. That's things that we're planning out for the faith formation programs this year. But I just think it's a great opportunity and it's cool to see this. I think the church is kind of being catapulted into the space even more than it already was um, and we're right in church history you know it's church history in the in the making right now'
1: you're, I, you're right you know it's interesting to me uh, we've had some some technology here so we've we've added some we have live stream things like that we, we're going to enhance it a little bit add more cameras uh, have the opportunity to do more close-ups and so on but you're right the church has been catapulted into this, and uh, it's a real opportunity. And I think we're at a point where we say either, you know, we lasso in that opportunity and take advantage of it, or, or we just let it go. And I think one of the things we've noticed on our live stream is uh, we have people joining from all over the world. So we have people joining from China. We have people joining yeah. from, you know, all parts of the United States, South America, Europe. Typically, people who might be connected with Holy Family, you know, some family connections. Uh, But the reality is we never would have had that uh, without this technology and without being able to do uh, some of the things that we're doing. So in the midst of this pandemic and and maybe a lot of the darkness that the pandemic has cast, uh, it's really brought to light our need to be relevant and present in the digital world. And, you know, you work with, with youth a lot. Uh, and you see that that's where they are. I mean, I don't even know all the the platforms that are out there. I hear, you know, different – I'm not on Snapchat, but Snapchat and all these other platforms and, you know, Instagram. TikTok and all TikTok. sorts of things. Exactly. Yeah. But the thing that's uh, that's interesting to me is our, our senior citizens are, are just as active in some of those platforms, and especially Facebook, but just as active yeah. – uh, it's because it's a way for them. It has been a way for them maybe to track family and stay in touch with family. Um, right. Even now uh, during the midst of this, they're, they're getting more active, more involved, learning more about it. So uh, it's a way, it's a way not to just to engage our young people, but everyone. Yeah. So for
0: sure. and And I think too, it's like, if, if you're, providing ministries for people who like who are the of the younger generation it's not like people of the older generation are going to be uh you know pushed off by that they're going to love that I mean my grandma I I don't know how old she is and I'm not going to say either (laughs) because she'd kill me but but she loves it and you know anything that brings young people in is going to attract the older people as well because they love to see youthfulness in the church and it's such a beautiful thing. So I think, I think both of those things work together. Um, and and we have to think of the whole picture too. We can't just silo youth ministry off on its own. It needs to work with the family. I mean, right. that's that's what our church is named and it's exactly. a good one.
1: The, uh, this morning I went out to get coffee and um, drove by a house and there was a couple sitting outside on their back patio he had a laptop open and she had uh, her iPad out. Yeah. I mean, even now, like for the, for the morning newspaper, I love to read the paper. I read it yeah. on my phone. So everything, yeah. so much of what we do is, is in that world. And I think that's yeah. be a, great, a great help to us. For sure. What do you think? Tell me about what it's going to be like to travel back cross-country uh, to get back to Syracuse. What's that going to be like for you and Christina and for your daughter?
0: It is chaotic. So I'm just going to show you just slightly, because it's kind of a mess in here, but there's a, b- a bunch of boxes over my shoulder. We just started packing up. Um, we, we moved out of my uh, our apartment here, moved into Christina's parents, uh, Tom and Sheila's, and we're living here right now for the next three weeks or four weeks. Um, I don't even, the dates are all mixed up. But then getting in a car and I'm going to be driving uh, August 3rd hitting the road and I'll be there. I think the weekend of August 7th, and then Christina's going to fly in with our baby Eden, who's going to turn one year, uh, one year old on uh, August 2nd. So we're celebrating her birthday party August <laughs> 2nd here with Christina's family. And then we're hitting the road, heading to Syracuse to celebrate with our family and the Holy family when we get there. And, uh, yeah, now, new how, chapter, how long really. will it
1: take for you to get here with driving? How long will that take?
0: I think we're planning about seven or not seven, uh, five days is kind of what we're planning. Um, so I, I know a I've, I've bunch of people at Holy Family know him. Great guy. Good friend of mine, Chris Spilka. He's the best man in my wedding. And he's actually going to be flying out here and getting the re- car with me and driving. Oh, so Back be- <laughs> Yeah, so it'll be kind of a hilarious story. Uh, twist to all this, two Holy Family youth ministers now are going to be driving together back to Syracuse. So what be
1: would it be the total mileage from, from Washington out to Syracuse?
0: I think it's just under 3,000 miles. I think it's like 3,000, or or not 3,000, It's 2,700, something like that. Yeah.
1: Right. That's, that's it's, neat.
0: It's a long drive. It's fun, but man, the middle middle of the country is just a pedal to metal type thing because it's all just planes and I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a like suburban city type of guy. So I'm waiting. I just can't wait to get Syracuse.
1: (laughs) What did your, what did your family say when you told them you were coming back here to, to work at Holy Family?
0: So I kept it very secret. Um, It was a long process um, and kept it really under wraps for the whole time. And uh, then when I accepted the offer, I called my mom and she didn't know a single thing. And, um, I remember I told her and I said, um, so what's going on? How are you doing? had small talk. And then I just randomly said, so, um, I, uh, accepted a position, uh, at Holy Family in Syracuse. And she said, what, (laughs) you know, she just jaw dropped and just was like completely shocked. But It was such a good joy for her. I mean, she's so happy and so excited. Um, obviously for me to be back in town um, to have Christina in the area, to have Eden in the area. Um, so that was, it was a lot of fun to, to kind of break the news to her and to my grandma, uh, Rosemary, my, my daughter's middle names, named after my grandma. She's, um, been such a special person in my life. She's been a rock for my faith and just like always pulled me back when I, when I needed guidance back in the right direction, you know, in my life, she's, she's always been there for me. So I'm excited to see her and my poppy. Um, that's, my grandpa, we call him Poppy. So yeah, my sister's in town, Kate um, and her husband, Pete. So, I mean, just telling them all was, was awesome. It was, it was a lot of fun.
1: That's great. Yeah. I bet. I'm happy to have you back in town. So that's, you know, what's exciting is, is, and you said this when you, when we interviewed you, which impressed me uh, the most when we talked about youth ministry and I think it applies to youth ministry and evangelization, you mentioned, uh, you know, that and you said it again tonight. The most important thing is to help people develop that personal relationship with Jesus. And uh, yeah. part of my homily today at daily mass is to say that, you know, we have to we have to have that personal relationship with Jesus. If we're going to be called to go out and spread the good news, well, you can't give what you don't have. So if we don't have that right. per- personal relationship with Jesus, uh, then how are we are going to go out and do this? And uh, yeah. you said in the interview, which impressed me, and I think it impressed our interview team, and uh, to help our young people cultivate that. But I think at the end of the day, you're going to help all of us, you know, continue to cultivate that personal relationship, um, you know, through evangelization, through digital evangelization opportunities like this. Uh, there's so much good news about Christ to share. And like you said, there's a lot of material out there. Yeah. There's a lot of good news happening at Holy Family uh, that we're going to be able to share through these different mediums. Uh, For sure. I think the beautiful thing in all that is uh, we're going to all be working on that personal relationship with Jesus, maybe at different stages of that yeah. relationship, maybe some just starting it out, cultivating it, coming to know yeah. him love Him and serve him. Some of us may be a little bit more advanced in that relationship, but I think ultimately uh, one of the things I said to our folks is, uh, you couldn't ask for a better response to that question, uh, because once you have that that personal relationship with Jesus, uh, it's all going to take off from there. So, yeah. so we were we were very impressed with that.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I, it's been kind of a cornerstone of everything I've been growing in all the ministries I've ever been a part of. Um, was growing at a parish a clear path of discipleship because that's what it's about. It's about that relationship with Christ and ultimately being his disciple, um, you know, always encountering him, not just the one time you've encountered him, but encountering him again and again daily, continuously growing with him in your community, and then ultimately being being sent forth, you know, go forth, make disciples of all nations, Matthew 28, 19. It's so important that we get, you know, sparked a fire in us that we can go and serve Christ on mission and serve our church on mission and ultimately that's just going to keep that that process you know continuing that right. others can encounter others can grow and others can serve on mission.
1: I, I just want to say before we conclude um, I do a lot of the I do almost all of the Facebook posting and so on what, what's happening here right now everybody needs to know this is all Nick's doing I wouldn't even know where to start so I'd be probably running around the parking lot, not knowing what to do. So uh, the fact that Nick and I can be on here tonight on Facebook Live and presenting this uh, little conversation is all his doing. And it tells me uh, we have a lot more good things in store like this for us. So uh, Nick, thanks so much for uh, taking the time out. It's what, it's about 4.30 there. Um, yeah, it's about 4, 4.22. Yeah. You got the whole evening of packing ahead of you, so it's going to be a joy. There's a little solidarity because I'm packing here at Holy Family because we're moving from the old rectory into the new rectory. Uh, it so looks pretty slick. We're getting ready for a move next week, so but uh, uh, I don't envy you having. I only have to go about 50 feet, and you have to go three yeah. miles. So I don't envy you at all. But uh, <laughs> we're so happy that you're coming back. We look forward to having you here. And uh, prayers to you and, and Christina and for Eden and and for Chris Spilka, who's going to travel all the way out to the West Coast and come back with you. I think it's good, though, to have uh, company on that trip. But yeah, nice. uh, we can't wait for you to be here with us. And uh, we look forward to all that you're going to help us with, especially that growing of our relationship with Jesus Christ as individuals and as a parish family. So love it. Thank you. I'm
0: excited. Yeah, thanks, brother, uh, man. All right, everybody. God bless. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you. All right. Bye. -bye. Take care.